Yeah. Seems way louder than normal. Yeah. I mean, I can. You want me to turn it down? A little bit. A just skim, a hair. A, 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 Is that better? Image. I, there's no difference. Oh. A little bit more. There we. Go. Uh, a little bit more. No. Okay. The, I guess that's fine. It's still loud, but I guess I'll manage. What, what, what's it called when oh, you have? Oh, uh, it's, it's loud because he's not putting it through the fucking filter thingy. No, it, right? It, no, it's it's oh, going I through. We don't, I thought we don't. You do can't that for... he, you can't hear that until like post. What oh. is it called <laughs> when you have mass hallucinations, but with your ears? Auditory Audio, hallucinations? Oh, yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Because this isn't a hallucination. It's something different. We're all hearing things louder than we should be. Why, Doug? Is this you? Is that you? Yep. Stop okay. that. Well, I'm, shit. Gonna, I'm turning it down for you. <laughs> I said it now. <laughs> How's that? Is that any better for you? Uh, I guess, yeah. So. Okay, great. I'm helping. <laughs> anyway, are you hey, everyone, helping welcome me to bleed cryptid. from the ears? Yeah, welcome to Cryptid Corner, everyone. Welcome, everybody. Golly gee willikers. It's the um, fucking Cryptid Corner. It's the fucking Cryptid Corner, bitch. Um, Is everyone's audio level okay? It's fine now. Um, <laughs> yeah, now it's way too loud. In natural... Um, I'm not changing anything. <laughs> In the natural ways, that is the cryptic corner. Jason has no fucking idea what we're talking about. None. But me and Doug, boy, we, uh, we sure do. Do you um, guys want to hear what I'm going to be doing for pretty much the whole episode? Sure. Hit me, Daddy. Oh, yeah, we're drinking those mules still. Mm-hmm. This, is com- th- this is being recorded the same time we're recording fucking Jack Torrance, so... Um, right after. Yeah, so... Doug made us all mm, mules, and oh my god. It's a good time. He should have been a bartender. So, they are dangerous. Jason, yes. are Jason, have you heard of mud? <laughs> I have heard of mud. And not the poopy kind of mud. I don't know what but, that means. Butt mud. Butt mud? <laughs> I'm talking... It's my favorite kind of mud. <laughs> I'm talking... Butt mud. I'm talking mud. Like, Wait, from no. From the earth. Can I clarify? Are you talking about butt mud? No, I'm talking about mud. No, mud. he's not talking okay. about butt mud. I'm not mud. talking about butt Can mud. We? I'm talking about mud mud. No, Can- I'm talking about mud. We'll save that for the bonus. Puddle of mud, okay. if you will. The band. She fucking hates me. <laughs> she fucking yeah. butt mudded me. All you have to do is turn all of the vowels into no, R's. No, no, no. Puddle it. of dud, more like it. <laughs> Got him. Puddle of dud. It's not my joke. That's a Game Grumps joke. I can't even take credit for that. <laughs> anyway, so, Jason. Yes. What we're talking about today takes place in the groovy time of the 1970s. Reaganomic, am I right? Cocaine and pussy everywhere. No, you're thinking Woo. of the 80s. This is Woodstock. This is weed and pussy everywhere. Mm, and psychedelics LSD. like LSD. Yeah. Gotcha. Fuck yeah, man. Okay. Uh, we're taking it way back. Eric Foreman. You heard of him? Yes, from he's that not 70s in, show. He's not in this, but he's a 70s character. <laughs> anyway, Damn Jason, it. back in... Yes, what? Not, back in 1973. <laughs> Wait, hey, hold guess, on. Guess yeah. what has not happened yet? What has not happened yet? Oh, now we're recording. Wow. Hey, camera. There it is. Hey, we're, Doug, we're, this is your uh, your cue point. Yeah. Uh, Very we're, obviously. We're testing, out, uh, we're testing out video with this. <laughs> We are. See how it goes. In case you guys were wondering, yes. we are incorporating video into our YouTube epi- epi- episodes. Episodes. Um, it's going to take a we're while. We're working the kinks out. Yeah, we're. Yeah, don't expect shot. that shit anytime soon. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen until late 2022, if anything. Lighting by itself took like three months. Yeah. So right? <laughs> we're still not even sure if it's working right. <laughs> we're, we're not. We got lights, and I can't see. So. <laughs> We'll talk to our producers about it. So, back to the roaring 70s. Oh, wait, real quick. Yes. Jason, do you know where Murfreesboro is? No, I'm getting there. Stop. I mean, you're about I, to say... Murfreesboro, gonna... right, Indiana? Fine. Yeah. Is yeah. it really? All right, no, go ahead. Illinois. Yes, keep going. You dumb donkey. So, back in 19... 19- so, I didn't get it right? Fuck off. You, bu- <laughs> you dumb Brussels sprout. All right, go ahead, Back Mike. in 1973. Go ahead. Mike, go ahead. Go, back- go ahead. 
Mike, hey, Mike. (laughs) Back in 1973, in the span of a few months, there were sightings galore of a creature dubbed the Murfreesboro Monster, or also called the Big Muddy Monster. In Murfreesboro, Illinois. The big muddy monster? The big muddy He's monster. He's a big turd. <laughs> <laughs> the butt muddy monster. The what? mud The mud butt the monster. Mud monster. <laughs> the muddy buddy. <laughs> the muddy buddy. This creature has had dozens of sightings and even a whole police force manhunt squad going after it. But before we dive deep into that story, let's start from the beginning. I didn't have to go southern with it because this is just Illinois, but it's southern Illinois. It so you should know have been like mid, like Illinois, you know, western, like, south of Chicago. South, they have accents in South Illinois. I've oh been, yeah, I've been down like there. Carbondale. Like yes, yeah, it's fucking weird. Anything south of like Yorkville is just. Well, howdy, y'all! Welcome to fucking <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to Peoria, Illinois. Town, Illinois. <laughs> yeah. Doug, take us away. What happened on that that nineteen seventy three year? Okay, so back in a <laughs> that was dark... great. <laughs> Bird scooter. Um, so uh, yeah, let's 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 dump into this big muddy monster, shall we? Good, glad we're all on the same page now. Uh, so back in a dark night in the summer of 1973, a young couple parked their car by a riverside to, as Mike would put it, get jiggy with it. Can you tell who wrote this? <laughs> Um, hey, is this another one of those scenarios where Doug is reading off of Mike's, Mike's notes? Surprisingly, no. A lot of this I did, I mean, allegedly copy-pasted from <laughs> <laughs> the Wikipedia. But in my defense, they would have used the same words I would have anyway. Except oh, Jiggy yeah. with it. Jiggy with it was not in there. I, I, had a, I had a feeling. You know, I'm glad you had something to contribute here. I'm, I'm very happy about that. But please continue. Well, one thing we've learned about cryptids is um, the story's the same everywhere. So we're just going to retell it to you. Um, yeah. Anyways, so yeah, back to some young people fucking. Um, <laughs> they had a real uh, Romeo and Juliet thing going on where the, the woman's father didn't approve of her boyfriend. Uh, and the people in question were Randy Needham, same. And Judy Johnson. <laughs> I'm I'm trying my hardest to keep going. Keep just keep going. Um. So yeah, it was Randy Needham and Judy Johnson. Yeah, go ahead and repeat that just to make it more apparent. Needham, <laughs> the man needs ham. <laughs> Fucking let's get it. What a great. You last have name. to keep going. Okay. So, uh, Johnson claimed that they were listening to the radio, engaged in a debate about when they should leave, and presumably do what couples are wanting to do when they heard a piercing roar uh and that thing they want to do is fuck yeah it um, sounds like they're trying to fuck they're like should we and he's like uh, yeah obviously please uh judy uh <laughs> i need this please, <laughs> please. <laughs> he's in the, they're just by a riverside and he's just well it was the 70s please. so he probably wasn't saying please. i need this so bad <laughs> My, My last name is fuck. Need Ham. All right, what do you so... think that means? <laughs> All right, we got to get back on track here. All right, so uh, they heard a piercing roar, uh, which Need Ham compared to an eagle shrieking into a microphone, which is oddly specific. <laughs> That's um, so specific. <laughs> also, but... I'm pretty damn sure it's Needham. 
but I I prefer Need Ham. So I'm going to go ahead and veto that because I went to high school with a man that I thought his last name was Needham. And he goes, he literally out loud goes, no, 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 it's Need Ham. You have to enunciate the ham. <laughs> <laughs> I love <Okay>. ham. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, where the fuck are we? Uh, you go okay, straight into so, a microphone. Uh, yes, oddly specific. Right. Okay. So uh, that seemed to emanate. F- oh. <laughs> we are all doing so. Do we want to take a fiver? No. We push <laughs> through. Hold on. Doug, would you like me to take over? Nope. Okay. You're going to just take a sippy sip. The word is emanate, by the way. Yeah, no, I can read. Are you sure? I just can't, uh, uh, unlike some word. other, you know, internet radio icons, <laughs> Doug can read. Okay, so here we go. Take two. Um, yes, it emanated from a thick underbrush. <laughs> um, <laughs> from not far from the car. So Randy turned the radio off, and Mike, if you keep clicking around on this goddamn page, I'm watching I swear this to happen. Fucking God. You want me to read this, or you want me to not read it? So, so we're, we're using... To, okay, for anyone who has no idea what the fuck is happening, we're using Google Docs, and we're all sharing one document. And Mike is trying to place save, while Doug is trying to read. <laughs> trying to follow along. And I just see, like, this green cursor flying all Literally, over the screen. Every, every time he clicks onto where I'm reading, it just blocks the whole sentence, okay, the rest okay, of the okay, name. Okay, here. Okay, you know what? Here. Okay, it's out of the way. Randy turned the radio off only to hear another shriek from outside. Ah! Yep, that, exactly. That's, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Needham flicked on his headlights and Johnson gasped as they both saw a huge, foul-scented creature lumbering toward them. Needham wasted no time in starting his car and accelerated away from the scene with his frightened girlfriend. As they got back into town, they pondered on whether they should call the police or not. Johnson knew full well that, that once they made the official report, it would reveal their secret romance. <laughs> Saucy. Uh, but she decided that the trouble she was bound to get into uh, when her father found out about Needham was nothing compared to what that monster they just saw may be capable of. Uh, it was then they decided to tell the cops, and the couple arrived at the station and made out what is known as an unknown creature report. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> It's different from the known creature report. A, a UC, I guess. Kind of like a UFO, <laughs> but uh, fucking... <laughs> but creature. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so, describing a beast that looked like an oversized gorilla, which they estimated to be at least eight feet tall, uh, with matted and mud-streaked white hair. So, if you take a Yeti <laughs> and Bigfoot, and they f- fucked... And you wait, like, ten years. You get the Murfreesboro You, you, you get the Murfreesboro yeah. dung monster. Hey, dung did, monster. did we ever say what cryptid we're, we're covering? Yes, yeah, the Murfreesboro mud monster. I covered yeah, we talked about it. Okay, just bastard. making sure. <laughs> Shut up and listen, Jason. <laughs> All right, I'll drink again, I guess. <laughs> All right, so former patrolman, now retired Murfreesboro police chief, Ron... Man, man warring. Yeah, what a name. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's did a you say beast. man warring? Man wearing, man warring. Man warring. Man warring. Man warring. Yeah. Um, interesting. Um, is still able to recite the facts of the strange incident from memory about three decades later. Uh, Man warring felt that the couple's account uh, was lent credibility due to the fact that they risked exposing their alleged indiscretions, uh, which no doubt uh, would bring them public ridicule and even, you know, Johnson's father's wrath. So because they were so frightened by what they had seen uh, at the river, uh, there was no advantage for them to come up with this report while officers who, you know, took down the statement were understandably, like, skeptical 
skeptical to the event. Uh, so what I'm getting here is that reports were made. No one believed them. Believed them. But they still made them, even no, after being it, laughed what off? What they're saying is they're like, okay, this is kind of believable because, like, they're obviously having this weird romance that, like, all all that's coming out of this whole thing is the fact that they're together and shouldn't be. Oh, So that's okay. leaving credibility to the fact that, like, why would they do this? Yeah, otherwise? why would they get gotcha. rid of romance? Gotcha, gotcha, Why they talk about the white gorilla like that? <laughs> I don't know. What, what that is? <laughs> what that is? <laughs> goddamn River Bro Mama. River Bro Monster. God damn it. I'm, yeah, I'm learning. I don't know I if don't. it's useful information. It's but very, very much so not. I, I agree. But it's a part of our cryptozoological findings. Yes. That and is that's very important. pertinent that you, the listener, decided to listen to. This <laughs> is information that I'm taking into my brain that's pushing out more important information. So I don't know how to file it. my taxes anymore. No, I never <laughs> it's learned just how to Murphy do that. Mud Monster. In 3,000 years, humanity will thank us. Yes. yes. Because no one else is doing this. <laughs> I'm so glad I learned how to fucking... What the Murphysbury Mud Monster was and not how to fucking... <laughs> File taxes my or do math. <laughs> I don't know how to raise my kids. I know about the Murfreesboro Mud Monster. Anyways, Mike, take it away. Well, uh, there's a little bit of info left that you didn't cover, but I'll finish it up nope, for you. No, nope, no, okay. nope, nobody cares. No, nope, no. Nope. Oh, I have to. Mm-hmm. It's pregnant. Nope. Okay, give it. Give. Think of me, Mike. So while the officers who took down Kay. Needham and Johnson's statement were understandably skeptical of the event, they dutifully sent out two patrolmen. Merle, Lindsay, and Jim and Nash to investigate the report. Jim and Nash? Fake Fake names. Jim and Nash. Fake news. Jason, are you ready for this? This is the cops now. What was that squeaking, by the way? Who's the cops now? What is happening right now? Anyway. What is that squeaking, Mike? This is the police's take now. Are you ready? So, let's cut it out. (laughs) So, wait. Okay. What, What was the take that I just heard? So, basically, what you just heard was these two people were trying to have sex at a riverside right when a monster ran up on them they drove away oh so this is like a this is a yeah a non-police personnel report yes romeo and juliet trying to fuck and the monster got in the way they went back to town filed a police report the police were like yeah why would romeo and juliet uh like fucking open themselves up and dox themselves this has to be pretty legit you two go check this out okay fair enough so now we got two cops going to the scene of the crime (laughs) so within minutes of the sightings the officers arrived at the boat ramp in the riverside park area can i just say that i'm i'm loving like i gotta give it a southern we're leaning cajun like dangerously cajun there's no shrimp here (laughs) which that sounds like a great flavor of something dangerously cajun (laughs) it really fucking does (laughs) (laughs) can i just remind us all that the cajun people are alive and well <laughs> in this country. <laughs> I know we forget about them sometimes, but they are here and they are welcome. They just no one asked Mike to do an accent. Yeah, well, no, no one. I want to go southern with it, but because let me. It's fun. We we are happy that you are representing a very underrepresented people of America. I hope I do them justice by being a white man from. <laughs> Uh, there the are Illinois. white Cajuns. So, no. Yeah, I mean, yes, but you are not doing any of it justice. <laughs> Officer Nash was the first oh, to discover cool. a plethora of particular tracks, approximately 10 to 12 inches long and Peculiar. approximately 3 inches wide. 
deeply impressed in the mud by the riverbank. So he found footprints. Do they all talk that slow? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, how else do you tell stories With in that, the South? <laughs> that draw. Nash, you want to put someone to sleep, like... Nash claimed that as he bent over to inspect the prince from a closer vantage point, he was shocked to hear a horrifyingly shrill screech nearby. Sorry, my phone went off. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Nash took off post-haste, accidentally dropping his revolver in his panic. Nash and Lindsay quickly went back to the station to report their findings and gather more men for a search party. The officers later estimated that whatever had made that sharp cry was no more than 300 feet away from them. Approximately two hours later, at 2 a.m. on the 26th of June, Officers Nash and Lindsay returned to the scene, accompanied by Officers Bob Scott and our boy Needham. Needham. The Need quartet him. swiftly discovered another spate of tracks near the river. As Lindsay ran back to the patrol car to retrieve a camera, the rest of the group interpretedly followed the prince along the bank. Without warning, the stillness of the black night was shattered by the same horrible scream that Needham and Nash had heard earlier. Fear rapidly usurped curiosity as the trio of men summarily abandoned <laughs> their search. Summarily abandoned, summarily. Summarily abandoned their church, search, their church, their search, and raced back to the just patrol pause, car. No, I'm gonna redo it. You can just redo it. Fear rapidly usurped curiosity. You need to give it a second, but you give, know, give them a cut point. Yeah. Fear rapidly usurped curiosity as the trio of men similarly, whatever that word is, abandoned their search and raced back to the patrol car for safety. After waiting in the car for the creature to attack them, the team went back out on the hunt until the morning. They found nothing until the night of June 26th. Yeah. Oh. So essentially, these people went down, Jason. They went down to the river. You understand? Yep. And this man <laughs> got poop, poop, pee, pee, scared, dropped his gun. And okay, mistake number one. They, they, they ran back and was like, yo, there's some shit down here. We need a whole party. So they got the whole party down there. And then something scared the party. And they all ran back to their cars and just waited it out until the thing went away. And they went back out to search more. And they found nothing. So they waited for whatever thing they were looking for to leave before <laughs> to going look back it. to yeah. look, <laughs> yeah. is what you're telling me uh -huh. right now. Yeah. These they, people are dumb. That's uh, cops <laughs> in the 1970s for you. Jesus. Anyway, so like I said, um, they found nothing until the night of June 26th, Jason. At Why am I like... Because I, we're telling you the story. That's fair. This is for you. I feel like I'm a part of it now. And At approximately 10.30 p.m. on the evening of June 26th, five-year-old Christian Barrell was playing in his backyard, which was located relatively close to the Big Muddy River. Oh, the Big Muddy River? Yes. That Cri is what it is called, yes. Christian was attempting to catch fireflies in the glass jar his mother had given him. The child frolicked about delightedly when he spied a colossal white shape looming up from behind the fence that separated his yard from the neighbor's property, the Ray family. The terrified Barrel dropped his jaw and raced inside, crying out, Daddy, Daddy, there's a big ghost in the backyard. 
the child's father was understandably dubious of his son's story. That was until his neighbors corroborated the tale. Ooh. You like these accents I'm giving these I, fucking Illinoisans? <laughs> yeah. Again, is... anything south of Yorkville, it fucking fits. And also, I'm just staring in awe that you can, because we all remember my last attempt at a fucking accent, and it was... Hmm, the SCP one was... Questionable were... at best. Jason, give him a New York accent. Oh, no, uh, hi, everyone. I'm, I'm not, from I'm New not, York. I'm Hello. Not, <laughs> I'm not good at it. Hello. I tried. Hello, everyone. I'm from New York. And I am Shpubble. from New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's... Uh, so this so, kid and the neighbor family yeah. saw this big old monkey. Monk. Monkey. God, monk. Monk. Monkey. And they got scared. And so instead of looking for the thing that they were trying to look for, they waited for the thing that they were looking for to leave so they could then go look for well, the no, thing. Well, no, these people weren't looking for it. This is a completely separate incident. This is a little boy playing in his backyard, and he saw the Were they the or were monster. they not looking for something? No. This, this is why I don't condone children. Yeah. No, <laughs> this is a completely different incident from the comic. Oh, this is... So, oh, gotcha. That was completely separate. This was a, just an incident about a little boy that was playing in his backyard. And saw the giant creature by his fence. And, and the neighbor ran- family saw it as well. Gotcha. Yes. That makes more sense. I Both mean- Cajun living in Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about to speak Creole next. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have another incident for you. I would love to hear more about this because I still don't really fully understand, like, what are you understanding so far, Jason? Tell me yeah, what's going some, on your mind. Give us some questions. Here. I am understanding that Cajuns are alive and well. In Cascadia. Um, (laughs) I'm also understanding that these eyewitness accounts are revealing a very, very tall, dirty thing that exists. Very white furred, though. Almost like a Yeti that has maybe stumbled across his... Just learned what mud is. Think Not about, even, like, been in mud. Like, yeah, just learned what it is, and now part of its fur is a little dirtier. It's like a Yeti living in the Midwest because the snow's all dirty, you know? It's all it's shitty so black he, snow. He, in turn, is kind of fucking dirty. He pulled a reverse snow bunny. Instead of <laughs> instead of going somewhere where it's warm, he went to the cold place. And yeah. found happiness, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, yeah, what I'm gathering is this thing is, it's a, it's a large doofus that is a bit dirty. <laughs> it's a dirty doofus, yeah. And <laughs> is terror, either just existing, and by the fact of existing, terrorizing you do kind of Southern Illinois out. families. You do kind of figure out the end, it's just chilling, and everyone just, is going fuck wild over it. It's like the dude. So, spo- spoilers, I guess. Hey, okay, everyone. Well, okay, Doug, go Thank ahead. you for listening, because you don't need to anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so ahead. you'll find out at the end um, And this. also right here. <laughs> uh, but also, we'll tell you now, because it's not pertinent. All right, so I actually have another incident, um, very similar to what we've been talking about, that happened to a young boy named Greg Garrett, uh, who recanted a three-legged creature of similar description to the mud monster. He's only got three legs, my guy. The three. He's a tripod. Yeah. Similar, not the same. Oh, not <laughs> the same. <laughs> okay, um, noted. So Garrett claimed to have been attacked while playing in his backyard by a truly bizarre, slimy, three-legged beast known as the Einfield Horror, which uh, sounds badass. The Einfield Horror. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That sounds like it's straight out of fucking a Lovecraft book, right? Yeah, right. It really does. Absolutely. So, uh. 
Garrett immediately retreated to uh, relative safety of his parents' house, um, while Barrel Barrel is the uh, uh, Barrel is the guy from the last story that I told. Oh, okay, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why they're okay? Anyways, it's trying uh, to contrast it is, between it the is. two. Uh, so while while Barrel was sobbing in his father's arms, uh, teenager Cheryl Ray now. Cheryl Rath, uh, housewife and mother of two, was sitting on her uh, darkened back porch next door to uh, with her young suitor, Randy Kreeth. Ooh, a suitor. So it's going back to the oh. Ray family, the neighbors yeah. of Burrell. Gotcha. It, it threw me for a vindaloop. Holy shit, um, so this, this is like a follow-up almost, mm-hmm. but like it, from the Dove's perspective, or like whatever. <laughs> gotcha. <Pretty much. laughs> so the pair claimed that they uh, were talking and looking at the stars when they heard a rustling in the bushes about 15 feet away from the porch. Uh, assuming that the neighborhood kids uh, had come to spy on them, an enraged Ray went inside to turn on the porch light, while Creeth, the son of a state trooper, now a minister at the First Baptist Church, church in uh, Sheffield, Iowa, leaped to his feet and opened the door uh, intending to investigate. I'm sorry, what was his name? <sighs> Randy Church. Church? His oh, Kreeth, Kreeth, sorry. Kreeth. Kreeth. His, <laughs> name, his name is Kreeth? Yeah. Kreeth. Kreeth. <laughs> <laughs> Who Rand- the fuck? Randy Kreeth. <laughs> okay, I mean, lending credence to the fucking Cajun accents that are over here, but <laughs> what the fuck? Kreeth? Um... <laughs> That's way too close to Queef, and you know this kid's gonna be in school at some point in his life. Well, this isn't the kid. This is, like, the, a man. What I'm saying, though, is the father and mother He's of fucked. this person... Oh, I see what you mean. ...knew that this child was going to school at some <laughs> point, and they were like, your name is, is very close to the word Queef, but a little different. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is at this point. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mike's like, shut the fuck up, dude. No, no, I'm just Let saying, like, talk, you dickhead. No, at this point, you know, he's he's already been through the bullying. Like, he's he's a hardened man. He's used to it. Yeah. Oh, queef, I get it. Gotcha. <laughs> Alright, so, moving along with the story here. Uh, Ray recounted the uh, the scene. So, Randy and I were sitting uh, in my parents' breezeway. Alright, what the fuck is a breezeway? Is it like a... I think it's like an outdoor, like, like a hall- hallway yeah. that's also a sunroom. Don't come up the laneway. <laughs> All right, so... <clears throat> Use the breezeway, not the laneway. <laughs> Use the breezeway. Uh, when they heard <laughs> something in the woods, uh, we both went down, but Randy... Uh, we both went down, but Randy was walking a little bit ahead. Then he said, come here. And there it was. We stood there looking at it. Creeth and Ray stood frozen with shock as this filthy... White monstrosity seemed to stare back at them. I can't get over the name Kreeth. I'm Kreeth. so sorry. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Kreeth. It's like Creed and Keith put together. And it's almost like the parents just like couldn't decide <laughs> between like, the two What's names. The name? She's like, I don't know, Kreeth. <laughs> well, it's like the mom said Creed and the dad said Keith at the same time. And they're like, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> that. There it is. There it is. <laughs> fuck it. Call him Pykel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> god damn it. Shut up, Doug. Oh god. Making me cough. <laughs> making me creeth. You're making me creeth. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so Creeth, who drew a sketch of the creature revealing a distinctly spade-shaped flatwoods monster-like head, 
That is oddly specific. Don't really know what that means, but uh, he recalled the moment vividly. Uh, the thing I remember was the bulk of it, the shape, the human form, and the stench of the river slime it apparently had on it. It uh, it was close enough. To, I w- it was about eight feet tall and at least uh, as stocky as a New York football player. We were within 15 feet of it, Don't close mess. enough to see the, the body, the texture of the fur, long and hairy like an English sheepdog. Officers Nash and Manwaring were uh, swiftly dispatched to the scene where they noticed a powder, a powder, powerful odor uh, that quickly dissipated. They also found a cluster of footprints that were there uh, where the creature had been lurking. Uh, following the officer's discovery, uh, the chief, Toby Berger. Toby Berger. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bro, I'm, everyone I'm trying, here. I'm trying so hard. Everyone in this story has the worst names you can That's what I'm person. saying. I'm trying to keep myself contained fucking right now. Life of times of R.J. Berger, motherfucker But I just want to laugh hysterically at these fucking names. Toby Berger. Was everybody in the fucking, like, what, the what time? The 70s were a different time. That's, the 70s were full of terrible names, yes. apparently. You Terribly had like, you had like moonshine and like hummingbird. Bring me Toby Burger. <laughs> <laughs> and also my Toby Burger. <laughs> but also, uh, yes, the, the burger that is also filled with Toby. Um, so, yeah, Chief Toby Burger immediately dispatched the rest of his men to the scene, all 14 of them. Wow. Uh, they sent uh, they sent for an officer and trained dog handler uh, with the nearby Carbondale Police Department, a man named Jerry Nellis. So this is near Carbondale. Yeah, it's it's all relatively close to us, actually. I mean, like six hours away, but yeah. Relatively <laughs> close to us for it's Illinois. In, right. I forget that Illinois is a long state. Like, it's it's very long. Well, Big, we're, long. we're all used to being like, oh, yeah, we're just going to go on a quick road trip. And they're like, oh, how long is it? And we're like, oh, like eight hours. <laughs> and they're like, why? So I don't want to. I don't want a third of a day. I don't want to, like. Uh, uh, side rail off too much, but that's a thing in that's a thing in like Florida. If the drive is more than fifteen minutes in Florida, they give up. What? Yeah, because in Florida, uh, all the towns have like like if you live in a town like for example, we go see our friends in Jupiter. Jupiter has like dozens upon Jupiter, dozens. Florida. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of the fucking planet, man? Come on. Hey, so, I'm just being concise. So. <laughs> So, but in Jupiter, like, they have, like, little communities, like, all over, like, hundreds of them. And in those communities is, like, your Whole Foods, your Starbucks, your restaurants. Uh, so you don't have to travel more than 15 minutes. Hmm. Once you travel 15 minutes, you're in the other town that has their own Starbucks, their own Whole Foods, their own... That's fucking... Yeah. That's... So every community has, like, what you need to live. So when we're like, incredible. oh, we're going to go half hour out, they're like, oh, that's fucking up. why? Yeah, why would you do that? You don't it's have to a very leave. different... There's a Place. ten minute radius that has Bro, everything I, drove I need. Thirty minutes to get vape juice today. Like what? I drive thirty minutes to record this podcast every day. For yeah. them, they're like, oh fuck it, I don't want to do the show anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. If, so it, what I'm gathering is that if we lived in Florida, we would have given up after mm-hmm. episode three. All right, let's get back on track. Right? Yes, yes. please. Okay. Thank you, Doug. So uh, Jerry Nellis, where we ended it, uh, we ended it with him, the dog trainer. <clears throat> yeah. So the Nellis trained was, dog handler. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Nellis was the owner of a tough German shepherd named Reb. 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 He's a good boy. Hube. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
We haven't said it in a while. Have we? we haven't. And um, I'm just, I, it makes me happy every time. All right. So Reb, who had assisted the Murfreesboro police in the past uh, as a search and rescue attack dog, uh, and most pertinently as a man, or in this case, monster tracker. The officers armed with rifles, revolvers, and flashlights discovered a trail of unidentified black slime that they seemed to lead directly from Ray's back porch to the river. So, Jason, let me sum this up for you real quick. Please. The little boy who is catching fireflies Yep. Their neighbor, the Ray's family, mm-hmm. also saw the creature and filed a report with the police. The same police. So corroborated. Yes. The same police that were handling the other one from the two Romeo and Juliet couple. So these like the these like four officers are just like, what the fuck Pretty is much. happening So they right decided now. we're going to get a fucking German shepherd on this motherfucker and we're just going to corral the entire police force we're going on a manhunt baby so they're actively hunting this fucking creature down in fucking murfreesboro in murfreesboro illinois, illinois. i love great. the i love the cajun accents well it's fucking, get ready for it because here it comes again here we go red picked up the scent of his prey and took off the men then followed the dog down the recently forged path of broken tree limbs and trampled underbrush toward their bizarre quarry The dog managed to track the monster through the dense forest and down a steep embankment toward a small pond, but the brush became too thick for it to continue. The officers began searching the area with flashlights for clues as to where this creature might have escaped, but in no time, Reb picked up the scent again. The determined dog darted toward an abandoned barn on the Boulard property, which was located just east of the Ray's house and a little north of the river. But once he got to the decaying door, the usually courageous canine began trembling and yelping with fear. The usually bold Reb's terrified reaction to whatever looked within the barn was enough to convince Chief Berger to call in the troops. He radioed for help from neighboring police departments, and then within hours, a dozen patrol cars had responded to his call. Unfortunately, or perhaps very fortunately for those involved, in the time that had elapsed between Reb's fearful display, the the rival just start that sentence over. In the time that after a second. In the time that had elapsed between Reb's fearful display display, and the arrival of backup, whatever it was that was hiding in that there barn managed to slip out through the back. Not long after, the search was called off for the night, and the disappointed officers returned to their home bases. But this would not mark the end of the Murfreesboro Mud Monster Saga as sights of this mysterious beast were reported two more times during the next week and a half. So can I just say, this room, this is, it, the story itself is, it is, is creepy. The names turn this whole thing into a fucking cartoon. Like, Quick. the whole thing. Chief, Chief Burger, Chief Burger, we're hunting a giant gorilla. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? We've got burgers, we've got ham, we've got Kreeth. <laughs> We got Kreeth. Kreeth is here. Like, what? I'm naming my next D&D character Kreeth. So, Jason. Please don't make me say that over and over again. (laughs) Kreeth, your turn. (laughs) To elaborate for you what happened here, 
the officers decided shit's fucked and the dog's going fuck wild. So Reb. let's get some backup here. And then by the time backup came, you you are I just you, slipped you, into you that hear the accents. Even, it's yeah. it's by the time permanent. backup came. Uh, there's no monster to be seen. He's he's I'm like, he's really hard fighting now. it. The veins in his neck. It's like he's like he's fighting it. The accent yeah. is becoming part of me now, and I don't it's, appreciate that. I, I don't appreciate that. I, I don't do appreciate that too much. I this is again the story is very it, so far. You you guys have me absolutely hooked. I just need the names to be different. Just oh well, different. He, here's is a, it gonna get worse before it gets better? No, well, no. well, okay. So here, here's a. <laughs> it's that's the yep, comforting. Here's cool. a here's a bird scooter for you. Uh, the next reported encounter with the beast occurred approximately <laughs> ten days later, uh, after a traveling carnival set of up camp course. in Riverside Park. Of course, of course. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> Why wouldn't they? <laughs> Speaking of clowns like us, here we are. <laughs> the carnival workers, apparently unaware of what was lurking nearby, chose a pleasant glade near the river between the boat ramp and the sewage treatment plant yep. located below the Ray House. Of course that's what it's called. At 2 a.m. on July 7th, long after the carnival had closed up for the night, three carnies... Are you ready for this? I I think I know it's coming, but yeah. Otis Norris. Yep. <laughs> Ray Adkerson and Wesley Lavender. Which Fucking, is a good name. Uh, Wesley Lavender. That is a good name, but also when it's accompanied by the fucking rest of them, it's like, yeah. So the Carnies have the most normal names. Yeah. <laughs> Ironic. Out of this. What? Okay, continue. Anyways, Jesus. So we're sitting behind uh, one of the carnival trucks discussing uh, the day's receipts when they had a series of wines come from the the Shetland ponies that were tied to the bramble on the other side of the truck. Winnie's like like a Winnie. It was like the the pony Winnie. Gotcha, gotcha, like gotcha. Okay, like the poo. Winnie, like the poo. <laughs> like the poo. <laughs> so the men quickly got up to see what the commotion was all about, uh, and were shocked to find uh, the. <sighs> <clears throat> The men quickly got up to see what the commotion was all about and were shocked to find the usually docile ponies, which had been trained to give children rides in endless circles like a merry-go-round. I don't, I don't like any of that, but that's fine. No, they, uh, they didn't need the metaphor. I get what a circle is. So, we're in a tizzy <laughs> with their eyes rolling in terror, furiously tugging at their ropes in desperate bid to free themselves from their constraints. It wasn't long before the carnies would see what the frenzy was all about. The men maintained that they had spe spied an 8-foot, 400-pound creature. I don't know how people are eyeing weight on motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. That's mm. fine. No, that guy. But he weighs um, like a good 240. <clears throat> which, much like the Missouri's Momo, seemed to have no distinguishable facial characteristic beneath its fur. We'll go for Momo, too. <laughs> we, yes. Not yeah. tonight, but in Shameless the plug for future episodes. <laughs> so this seemed to be calmly watching the ponies, this 8-foot, 400-pound, eyeballed creature. Um, the men decided not to wait around to see what happened next and immediately ran for help, claiming that the monster also ran in the opposite direction. So about an hour later, one of the carnival workers called in help to deal with the beast. Charles Kimball claimed that he saw the creature once again staring at the ponies with its head cocked to the side in what was described as a deeply curious pose. 
While this would prove to be the last eyewitness report of the creature, its reign of fear was not quite complete. Whoa. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving that I know exactly who wrote that. <laughs> I'm glad because uh, you can thank Wikipedia for that one. Oh. <laughs> that wasn't me, although I'm at the end here. Did you write Tizzy? No. You wrote none of, you wrote none of these words, did you? I wrote some. <laughs> I replaced like, some with others. But... This man rewrote yeah. the fucking yep. Wendigo episode yeah. after I had fucking... <laughs> That's different. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. We can't fucking... It's fine. We can't, we can't Wikipedia this. Hey, say that drunker. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. We can't... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. no. It, it, was, it was intentional. Oh, dang. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, he's, he's not as drunk as he sounds. Jason, I'm not are you as, ready for another? Name? I am not I, as thick as you drunk. I am. All right. I am. I, it's, wait, there's more information. There's just a smidge. We're at the home stretch here. Home stretch. Oh Jesus okay. Christ! I'm ready. Are you ready for another name? Home like, stretch this me, Daddy. So that I decided we would do later <laughs> that same night as the whole carnival fiasco. A woman named Nija Green. Need Nija Green. Nija Green. I need you green. I need you green. Uh, she as- asserted that she heard a screaming sound coming from a shed on her rural farm. Um, she wisely, it would seem, chose to remain inside her home rather than going out to investigate. Smart, smart. Yes. Following the carnival sighting, yet another crowd of locals, most of whom were armed to the teeth, gathered in Riverside Park, hoping to take a shot at the furry white friend. The uh, furry white friend? It said fiend, but I preferred friend. Okay. I think fiend is so more far, fitting. Well, he hasn't done anything wrong. Honestly, he, he just well, lurking. He's actually yeah. kind of like more of like a stalker. Yeah. He's just kind of around. He didn't hurt anyone. This only exacerbated Chief Burger's concerns for the town folk's <laughs> safety. <laughs> so can't. he implored the town fathers to bring in expert help. Sorkin. Fox Mulder. Pri- yeah. And Dana Scully. <laughs> <laughs> Sorkin claimed that private groups had offered as much as $2.5 million for the creature's capture. With that in mind, this small expedition came armed with a stun gun and the capacity to take down a 500-pound animal, as well as chocolate and bananas. Of course. Lots of ketamine. Which Sorkin stated, yes, <laughs> Sorkin stated they would use to pacify the beast. So just chocolate and potassium. <laughs> Yeah, I just it remind, I just am remembering that fucking gif of the banana super close up with like the pins for eyes and it says potassium intensifies. Potassium. <laughs> <laughs> they also carried loaded shotguns, which they claimed they would only use for their safety and if they were threatened. Sorkin further claimed that they had local zoos standing by and that the arrangements had been made for a cage to be flown in by helicopter if they were lucky enough to man to to. In, imprison the the fucking mud monster. Gotcha. Mud. And uh, that pretty mud much sums it up. Him. Nothing happened from there. Um, they had no luck finding the mud monster, and to this day, it remains a mystery. Um, I, I'll I'll agree with that. Because, there are like, hmm. there are dozens of eyewitnesses, and the old police report from 1973 still is open to this day. You can actually look it up and look at it. It's on. Um, uh, Murphy's Burroughs website. This is like Fucking big thing. guys, go visit this. Yeah. Help us solve um, this. So just remember, Jason, if you're ever in Murphy's Burrow, if you're playing in the river, you may not be playing alone. That sounds fun because like I'm usually lonely. Yeah, there might be a giant gorilla covered in mud covered and hair. Covered in mud and hair waiting for you. 
And that is the Cryptic Corner. Yay, that's the Murphy Burroughs Mud Monster. I will say that's not what I was expecting. No, well, I, I wanted to do just a, a <clears throat> no-named fucking... Like a fucking weird-ass off-the-radar one, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Guys, yeah. if we were to walk from my house <laughs> to Murfreesboro, <laughs> Illinois, it would take 101 hours. Well, what are you guys doing for the next week and yeah, a half? I said it's only like a week. <laughs> we can knock that out easy. But by car, it's about five and a half hours. Still not bad. Do you guys want to go? Uh, I would swamp ape hunting. Mud monster weekend. Yeah. I would. I would love to go spend a weekend just like up in a we fucking go, hunter's perch. We can go to like, my timeshare in Carbondale. <laughs> I'm. Please tell me you're kidding. I really hope that he's kidding. Please tell me he's not telling me he's With kidding. The laughing makes me. I would worried. like to say thank it you to everybody listening tonight. This man I really appreciate you in Carbondale. I really appreciate you all listening. <laughs> not in a different state. The fact that <laughs> you paid the state that he extra lives. money for this away is from civilization. Wild. Oh, right. um, do you guys have anything that you want to say to the people? Yeah, don't get a timeshare in Carbondale, Illinois, ever in your life. Are no, cheap. no, don't get a timeshare. You fucking... Peasant. Yeah, you could just fucking stop the sentence there. Do not buy a timeshare. Although I have reaped the benefits of my parents. The only timeshare that's worth timesharing is DVC. Yes, absolutely. And, ooh, ooh, this is dark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, and my, my parents' will has split up the DVC points and memberships to my brother and I, and I'm very happy with the outcome. So, mom and dad... Next, like, two years or so, like... <laughs> don't, let's don't have, go let's, there. let's have some fun conversations, but, like, I want those DVC points. What's a I DVC want, point? Disney vaca- uh, Vacation Club. Uh, you can use them to for, like, park passes or hotel stays or whatever. Yeah, it's about, like, twelve to $15,000, and once you pay it off, you just every year get vacation time at Disney. Yeah. Jesus. Well, so I don't it's like a ba- it's, ton of mon- it's ton the of bank money. of Disney. Is but you what didn't it is. expect this on Cryptic Corner, did you guys? Um, yeah, we'll go into that more details. I'm for sure later. People later. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening. I super appreciate it. Mm, also, kisses. can you guys give us some uh, money? Like, <laughs> can you give, give us some money, please? <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say if you guys have cryptids that you would like us to hear us talk about and just Shoot absolutely shit all over like we do every other cryptid, um, let us know because we also we love cryptids. We, we do. We, we really do. Um, but we also, uh, you know, like to I will just say, talk mad shit about the things that we talk about. So that's just our mo. Jason, do you think the Murfreesboro mud monster is real? Well, I've seen movies starring mm-hmm. Gary Busey, so yes, I do. Nice. Gary yes, Busey do. is the Murfreesboro, <laughs> Murfreesboro mud, monster. mud monster. I mean, obviously, there's a gift to fucking prove it. And if you live near Murfreesboro, if you've had an experience with the mud monster, please let us know. That'd be oh my god, leave us a voicemail. I mean, we, you guys have already heard the voicemails. From... Shit, I didn't put that in the last episode. Oh, if you guys can show us your mud monsters. <laughs> Love that. Preferably in the toilet. <laughs> also known as the chocolate starfish. Yes. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I'm sure that all of you were just as clueless as I was, but we learned some things together today. Also, slap your peen against your own mud monster. And I guess... Write down the results. I guess I have to stop recording now, because that's... How do I follow that? You don't. <laughs>